Amen. Turn around and say hello to someone today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. If we have guests here today, uh, you haven't been here in a while, or you're here for the first time, would you slip your hand up? We have a packet of material that our usher wants to give you right now, very quickly. All right, so anybody like that? we got some folks that are back. Good to see our visitors back. Let's give them a hand, shall we? Amen. Good to see everybody here. I am glad that you've come today, and uh, we're glad to have with us, as we have said already, uh, Baptist Couriers for Christ. Without any further ado, we want the folks that are online to also uh, get the benefit of what we're going to do next. I'm going to ask, first of all, I'm going to ask both uh, Brother Ken and Sister Tricia to come to the platform for just a moment so folks online can see you and get to know you better. So just come on up here if you don't mind, and uh, let's take just a moment to get to know you a little bit better. we got a microphone right here in front of you, and you know what that means. All right. I'm going to ask you for a word. First of all, Brother Ken, uh, would you tell us very quickly uh, what you see as the, the main purpose of Baptist Couriers for Christ? Well, we are to get the Word of God into the hands of everybody in all the world. You know, his, uh, we just sung it a little while ago. His healing health to all the nations that's in the Bible. And the Word of God is the most important thing. The fact that Christ came and died on the cross to save people from their sins, and that they can know, know for certain that they can go to heaven through his redemption. Amen. Hand that to her for just a second, Miss Tricia. We're so glad that you're on this trip. And you, you go most trips with him, don't you? Yes, I do. Okay, very good. So God has called you to be the wife of this man that's been called uh, in that particular ministry, but you're serving together as one, and that's just wonderful. You have any regrets? No, not at all. Okay, all right. Best life ever. Amen. How many kids? Four. How many grandkids? Seven. All right. Okay. And, and everything's good, right? Everything's, everything's good. good. All right. Is God supplying your needs? Absolutely. Amen. Would you recommend this life for Christ to anybody out here? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, we are so glad that they've come to be with us. Now, we're going to be hearing more from them, but they'll be at the table. They'll be happy to answer your questions, uh, sign your Bibles, whatever you would like. And, and uh, we are so very, very grateful that they've taken the time to be with us again. It's always a high point. It's like, this is our missions conference right here. Amen? How many of you feel like you're in a missions conference? Amen. All right, I look across this, this uh, sea of faces, and I know that people have come with anticipation because they know God is using you, and they would like to have, they like to take a little piece of that with them. All right? So anything that you can recommend to church members, uh, men, women, boys, girls, teenagers, anything you can re recommend that God might be laying on your heart? Uh, Brother Ken, first of all, quickly. Well, first of all, just give your heart to the Lord. Don't, don't hold back. Amen. I mean, that's the most pre precious thing you can, you can do. And as you get older in life, you will see the value of that. When you're young, you think, I want to keep some things to myself. Well, don't do that. No. Uh, God gives the best to those who give themselves to him. Amen. And that is so true. I've seen that over 50 years plus of knowing the Lord and knowing ministry, and God does give the best to those that love him. Amen. Sister Trisha, anything you'd like to add to that? Well, I think um, over the years of being a Christian and being in full-time ministry, <clears throat> the one thing that I found that is most important is that all around you in every facet of your life and what you're doing, there are people with deep spiritual needs, and they may not show it, and they may 
um, be pushing against you and mocking you and rejecting you, but don't be afraid to be different and don't be afraid to be outspoken about the gospel because there are people that are searching that you would never know unless you took that risk of reaching out to them for the Lord. Amen. All right, let's, uh, let's give a hand to these folks. Sister Tricia, you can have a seat. I'm going to ask this gentleman to stay up here. And we're going to have an AV presentation. But before we do that, whatever God has laid on your heart, go ahead and share it. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. All right, well, thank you. Uh, first of all, I just want to give a big hearty thank, thank you to all of you. Because uh, our newsletter, our most recent one, says that we sent a million 700 plus thousand Amen. pieces of gospel literature, Bibles, Testaments, John Romans, all of that into Eastern Europe this last year. Amen. Now, when I say we, that's you, we, you, and me. Uh, I'm just a small part of it. You're a part of it. There are other churches, uh, other Christians in America that have made that happen. Amen. Thank you, and God bless you for it. Um, we have had the opportunity, you know, last time I was here, COVID was just hitting and uh, we went back, we were, you know, everything was kind of shut down for a whole year. This last year, we kind of finally really got back into the saddle. We had three trips into, into Eastern Europe, and uh, we were in uh, Poland, we were in Croatia, we were also in Berlin, Germany. And you say, well, wh what do you do in, in those countries? Well, we take Christians with us, like people like yourselves from the pew, that go along for a two-week period of time, and we do campaigns. A campaign is handing out John and Romans, that's what we got here, this, this one is Polish, uh, in a city that's in Eastern Europe, and uh, we'll stay there for two weeks. Along with the John and Romans, we pass out an invitation to a meeting. Uh, people can come to a meeting place that we rent for a night, and the gospel will be preached to them. And the hope is to get people saved, first of all. Secondarily, to get them into a Bible study where they can learn the Word of God and then eventually into a church. Now, there are missionaries that we work with always that have a church going or they're starting a new one. This fall, we're going to Osteen, Poland. You say, well, where's that? That's 50 miles from the biggest Russian military naval base in the world. Wow. And that's where this missionary will be starting a church. Pray for the people in Eastern Europe. There's a lot of tension right now. Of course, you know, you've seen on the news what's going on in Ukraine. And uh, the people there, it's a sad fact of life that we, many times when life goes good, we don't seek God. But when things go bad, then we say, oh, right. God, help us. Yeah. And that yeah. is good. I wish it didn't have to be that way. I right. wish we would seek him in the good times. Amen. Like you are this morning. But many people do not. And they wait until everything is gone, and then they say, oh, God, help us. Well, that's happening now. We were with a missionary not long ago, in fact, uh, just before the time we were here last time, and uh, we did a, a campaign in Kiev, Poland, the capital city. Uh, we only had a few people that came. It was, it was like, why? They, they were just resisting the gospel. The same missionary now told us recently, I've preached to crowds of over 1,000 people at a time. Why? Because they're now, Lord, help us. In Poland, they're worried. Romania is worried. The Baltics, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, they're worried. Why? The Russians are on the march. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if it's going to be all-out war. Well, then you better seek the Lord. Because, Amen. listen, 
Uh, God is wanting to help us. But many times, like if you read your Old Testament, God had to do things in Israel. The Bible says he put them into corners. What happens when you're in a corner? You have nowhere to go unless you look up. Maybe yeah. you can get Amen. out by looking up. That's it. And that's what's happening now in our world. And I pray it doesn't have to happen here in America. But listen, when you pray for your country, the Lord does many things that sometimes we don't like what he does, but he has to do it to pay, get us to pay attention. We have a short little uh, uh, kind of a uh, overview of the ministry. It's about six and a half minutes long. We'd like to show you that now. And uh, if you have questions later, we have a display out there. You can look at some of the Bibles. Uh, I have one here I'd like to show you. This is a Polish protector's Bible. We did Bibles for the military in Poland. We did them for the protectors. That's the police, all of the, the, the people that work with the protection of the society. And then we're also going to do a red-covered one that's for the medical people. Right now we're doing a second run of 25,000 of these. They're about $4 a piece, a little less than $4 a piece. And that's what we're working on right now. It's a complete Bible. It's got very small print. When you're young, like most of the people that work in these areas are young, they can read it. When you're old like me, you want a little bigger Bible. But anyway, uh, pray for your, your, your loved ones, the people that are in Poland that you say, well, maybe I, I don't know anybody there, but listen, we love them anyway because they're souls that God loves and we want to see them saved. So we'll, we'll see the, uh, the video now. First Thessalonians 2.13 states, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. There is no greater blessing than to share the most important book known to mankind, the word of God, with folks across the street and around the world, the previous two years have been difficult for our ministry because we were not able to have a physical presence in Europe in light of the various COVID travel restrictions. However, the Word of God is not bound, and we still had the privilege of sending multiple containers of Scripture even when we were forbidden to travel to those regions. Praise the Lord! This past year we had the privilege to take multiple trips into Europe and physically minister in the field to which God has called us. 2022 started out great with the arrival of over 150,000 John and Romans into the country of Poland for the upcoming Wisła River campaign. We also got word in late January that all 25,000 of the Polish protectors' pocket-sized whole Bibles were now in country. Multiple stories were relayed of how these Bibles were making it into the hands of military and law enforcement across the country. Please pray with us that many souls of these Polish protectors would be saved as a result of reading the gospel message found in their own copy of God's Word. February 24th, 2022 was another date that will live in infamy. We awoke to the news that the Russian dictator Putin had attacked the freedom-loving country of Ukraine. The world was shocked as they witnessed the events of the next few weeks and months. The images and stories coming out of that region were horrifying. We prayed earnestly for the missionaries and Ukrainian nationals that we have served with over the years. 
and were always relieved whenever we heard news of their safety. It didn't take long, however, and those that remained in country began to ask us for scriptures and witnessing tools. As the infrastructure of that nation became more brutally decimated, the need for humanitarian supplies grew exponentially. Stations were set up across the country to help the hungry and hurting individuals. Believers, while taking part in humanitarian efforts, began to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with the Ukrainians as they waited in lines for food and basic necessities of life. Soon, the few remaining scriptures in country were gone, and requests were made to Couriers for Christ to provide what we could. The Lord opened an avenue for us to move containers of scripture into a warehouse in Poland, and from there, trucks took them to various cities across the country of Ukraine. By God's grace, we had the privilege to ship five containers of Ukrainian scripture in the second half of 2022. Our first physical scripture distribution of 2022 was the Wisła River campaign held in the cities of Gdańsk and Torin, Poland in early May. 17 Americans took part in this two-week outreach where 104,000 Polish John and Romans were distributed. Two meetings were held at and over 130 visitors were in attendance to hear the gospel preached and receive their own free copy of the Word of God. Four people asked Jesus to save them at the close of the service in Torin. The month of June found the couriers on another dual city outreach. Scripture distribution and organized park outreach took place in the city of Zagreb through a mixture of 21 Americans and a group of Croatian believers, over 180 Bibles were physically handed out and nearly 600 people stopped in at the booths set up to share the gospel. Then the team traveled down to the city of Split where several days of intensive flyer and track distribution culminated in an evangelistic service. Among the 25 visitors that evening were several Croatians who received Christ as Savior during the invitation time. What a blessing it was to present them with their first Bibles as new believers in Christ. The wheels had scarcely hit the tarmac back in Chicago when it was time for the next team of 16 Americans to head to Germany to participate in the Bibles for Berlin campaign in August. The people of Germany proved to be indifferent to the daily distribution of Scripture. Yet, over 70,000 copies of John and Romans still made it into the hands and homes of many across that great city. The response to the meeting at the close of the trip wasn't what we had hoped for, yet we continue to pray that God will bless the tens of thousands of scriptures that were sown across Berlin. God opened the doors in 2021 for us to fund a Bible translation work for a Southeast Asian country, which is currently closed to the gospel. It has been such a joy getting quarterly updates on the progress of that Bible translation. The request was made in September for several new computers to be used for page design, layout, and formatting purposes. As a result of the sacrificial giving of so many, we had the finances available to supply this need. Lord willing, the digital files will be complete in the first quarter of 2023, and the complete Bible will be able to go to press soon thereafter. The decision was made by God's leading to do an Italian scripture distribution campaign in June of 2023. John and Romans would be needed and BPSC line was up to the challenge. Some of the Courier's team members had the privilege of partnering with a couple of churches in South Carolina and Ohio to physically assemble 50,000 copies for the Ensign on the Mountains campaign. It is so exciting to see each portion of God's Word assembled knowing 
that it can change the eternal destination of a precious soul on the other side of the world. By God's grace and through his provision, Baptist Couriers for Christ, in addition to three physical outreaches, had the privilege of shipping over 1.7 million pieces of literature last year. Please pray that in 2023, God would open the doors for several more scripture distribution campaigns and that couriers can get many more copies of his word to the unreached masses. First Thessalonians. That's exciting, isn't it? Amen. Thank you so much for that presentation. All right, we're going to go ahead and lift the screen at this time. I'm going to ask our ushers to make sure every person has an envelope that in red says love offering. And at the end of the service, we'll be receiving our, our regular offering, tithes and offerings, but also this special offering, every bit of which will go to... Uh, the Sturches today for coming to be with us. We're so thankful that they, they did. While you're out there, uh, stop, at their, stop at their table, talk with them, get your Bible signed, slip on by, go on into the, the bookstore where we have some more of those calendars. They've gone like hotcakes. Uh, these are wonderful uh, calendars, scripture calendars. And you say, why get one now? Because you need to replace the one from 2014 that's hanging on your wall right now, folks. And I know how Baptists are, so you need a 2023. We've got wings, eagles, psalms, and, and other selections as well. So I hope you'll stop in. We're not making money, but you're getting it at a very special price. We also have the, uh, we also have the automobile magnets with the scripture on them, very specially priced in there. You can pick those up, and we'll be happy for you to stop and see our Bibles and other items that are available there. We want to also purchase our tracks because we're getting ready for our big outreach, which will be uh, starting this next Saturday, uh, three Saturdays. Uh, and in those three Saturdays, uh, we are going to uh, try to get out a record number of door hangers with the gospel and tracks personally passed out. We have the smile tracks in several languages for you. I hope that you'll get yours and uh, stop in and get that. We'll also have some things to say about upcoming events here uh, in just a little while. But right now, we want to get into the Word of God. Uh, I hope that you have been reading your Bible through. Today, if you're on schedule, then you will be uh, in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 13, 14, 15, New Testament, John 21, and Acts chapter 1. The devil is not afraid of a Bible that has dust on it. And we believe in reading our Bibles. We believe in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world. If you're a guest here today, thank you again for being here. You've come to an old-fashioned Bible-believing Bible preaching, uh, New Testament church. Your scripture, amen, amen. Your scripture is being taken from the book of Psalms. And uh, it has been said by none other than uh, uh, former British statesman William Gladstone, all the wonders of civilization heaped together are less wonderful than the simple book of Psalms. You see, the, the Psalms are the songbook, the inspired songbook of the Old Testament covenant people of God. And they are every word uh, inspired and preserved for us. And there is nothing in the Word of God that is 
uh, that is not inspired and is not preserved. It is all the absolute truth, and it covers every circumstance and situation in life. We've talked about people all the way across the world today, and certainly God loves them. But I want you to know, sir, ma'am, God loves you. He so loved the world that if you'd been the only person who ever lived, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and God the Son would have come to this world to die for your sins. He came to save, to seek, and to save. He came to keep us from a devil's hell. He came to give us a brand new life. When you get saved, it's not just a fire insurance from hell, but rather it is a brand new life that begins. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And praise God that we have the truth of the Word of God here. We've got it, of course, in the book of Psalms as we've read that short chapter, number 67, which um, has been called uh, a number of things <coughs> by folks. They've drawn our attention to this, this great uh, passage of Scripture which uh, has been likened to, for example, the uh, Lord's Prayer in the New Testament. This is like the Lord's Prayer, but in the Old Testament. And this is the inspired songbook of the Hebrews. God has a plan for the nations, as we see here. But God has a plan also in our dispensation, and I am a dispensationalist. He has a plan for local churches, Book of Acts kind of churches, like Central Baptist churches. And uh, God has a plan for your family. He has a plan for your, for your city, for your region. He has a plan for you as an individual. God has not overlooked you. And He's provided. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And He wants us to be saved. He wants you to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. He wants you to have an up-close and personal relationship with Him. The only way you can is through Jesus Christ. God came down and became a man. Jesus is God in a body. And Jesus went to an old rugged cross and died for you and died for me. He was in a grave, a borrowed tomb. He didn't stay there. He had no plans to stay there. He arose by the power of God triumphantly over death and over hell. And He's alive forevermore. And if you'll just look to Him, all ye ends of the earth, you can be saved. The Bible tells us we are missionary because we are Bible believers. And anybody who is not missionary is not a Bible believer. There are those who say, well, God will take care of the heathen. Yes, I would agree with that statement, but not what you mean, sir. Not what you mean, ma'am. It doesn't mean that we sit back with our hands uh, twiddling our thumbs and uh, refusing to do what God has called us to be and to do. God has said, ye are my witnesses. He has no other plan to go into all the world and preach the gospel, not just to some, but to every creature, to the poor and to the rich, to the great and the small, to people of all backgrounds, of all origins, of all languages, of all cultures, of every color. I want you to know that there's not anybody that is not loved by God. There is not anybody who is not in God's crosshairs. God wants you to be saved. God wants us to be His soul winners. Please don't recoil at that. Why do you think God would save us except that we pass it on and share it with others? Why should we of all creatures be so selfish 
as to take God's so great salvation and then refuse to tell every person whose path we cross. Go get you a handful, get you a box full of tracks, the smiley face tracks, and everybody say, I got a smile for you, got a smile for you. I promise you'll have more receptions than rejections. And you and I, listen, we, we, we got to not worry about it. Jesus said if they, if they uh, hate us, uh, they hated Him first. Remember that. And we're in good company then if that is the case for just telling them the truth. God wants us to take the Word of God and take it into our heart and life and to obey it. I believe when the Bible is obeyed, it produces success. I believe that nations that obey God's Word in principle are successful nations. And nations today that are biting the dust and have constantly gone through the same cycle over and over and over again are, are those nations that have not acknowledged God Almighty, the God of the Bible. There are people today who say that they have a religion, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. The Bible says, from such turn away. It's not that I'm intolerant, it's just that I want to be specific. And I want you to know there is a specific heaven, there is a specific hell, and there is a specific plan of salvation, and we do not vary from it. We believe there's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. God wanted us to know what He was like, so He gave us Jesus Christ. And, he, and Jesus said to His disciples, Have I been so long with you that you say, Please show us the Father. I am what the Father is, only I am in a body so you can see and experience with your five senses what God is like. Jesus Christ is very God. And we have the opportunity to carry the truth of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Yes, the Bible produces successful nations. The Bible produces successful churches. It's not some new way. We're going to try this new thing. And so now we're going to try something where we're going to make the church look like a nightclub. And we're going to make everybody act like they're in a nightclub. And grandma's going to get kicked out of her own church because grandma's going to stand up and her little wiry voice is going to say, I still believe the Bible. I say, we're going to take you this. There's a door for you. It's a side door. I'm thankful that this church hasn't kicked out grandma or grandma's gospel or grandma's Jesus. There's still room for grandma's music. There's still room for grandma's way of winning lost souls to Jesus Christ. Grandma's way, the gospel way, is the right way. Successful nations, churches, successful families. You say, we're having trouble in our family, preacher. What can we do? Get into the book until the book gets into you. Get into the Bible until the Bible. I'm not trying to be cold-hearted. I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be overly simplistic. I'm trying to be specific. There is a difference. If I were just trying to get off with a few words and and not give you the answers, that would be one thing. But that's not the case. It's very simple. If you've got God, if you've got Jesus Christ in your life, you've got all the answers you need. If you've got the Bible, you've got all the answers you need. If you're in a good Bible-believing, preaching church with caring people, you've got all the fellowship you need. You don't need something else. It's not add another thing, add another thing, read another book, do another seminar, do another thing. Get into the book until the book gets into you. Successful people are people who know and do the will of God. The will of God is found in the Word of God, so get into the Word until the Word gets into you. And what do they do according to the psalm that we have read today? When thankful people who realize that they've gotten the truth from God, 
experience that success that only God can bring. They express themselves as it is proper. They praise. They praise the Lord. And today we're going to talk about the how-to. The how-to of praising the Lord. How can you not praise God when you see all of the God, so-called God things going on around us? No accidents. Not with God. No accidents with God. Amen. I got on that plane. Thank you, by the way, for filling in and covering for me. I understand you did just fine without me last Sunday, and so I was a little hesitant to come back, especially when I heard it was 40 degrees with 20-degree wind chill when when I got off that plane that I had left 90-degree Miami in. So just one of the, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There was never any doubt about coming back. But I, I didn't know exactly what I was going to face. But on the plane, God put people in the seats next to me and across from me and behind me. And we were engaged in conversation. And it was getting to be almost like a revival, Brother Tom, as we were talking about God and how He guides and does what He does. Uh, while I was there, I preached. A, a man brought his family because he wanted them to, to ha- hear the truth. And then he himself got saved. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I, I, I can't believe what happened just the other day. Uh, not once, twice, three times, four times total. People ended up by the parsonage up there. We saw vehicles drive in, park. And you know, we, we're, we're not spooked, but you know, why are they here? If they're just sitting there and fumbling with something kind of flat and electric in their hand. If you don't know, if you just, you know, woke up after 20 years, Rip Van Winkle, uh, what they're looking at is a malfunctioning electronic device. Brother Gabe, three Uber drivers came, and I'm not going to tell you the address they wanted, but they were a couple miles off because GPS and Way got them to the wrong place, all three of them looking for a certain person in another location, and I got to direct them not only to the right road to get there, but I got to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the second individual said, I've got a testimony for you. He told me how that five years ago, God gave him a miracle transplant. He's got a, he's got a new liver, and, and, uh, and he's functioning just fine. He's going to a Bible-believing church now. But he, he was looking. I was his opportunity for him to tell me about the goodness of God. But I had the opportunity to share the gospel with people. God was bringing them to me. That's a God thing. When GPS brings them to my house, when they're two miles from where they're trying to get, they get an opportunity to hear the gospel. Praise the Lord for that. God is good all the time. And uh, praise the Lord. He is doing all these God things all around us. You see His handiwork in the stars. You see all around us the order of creation. We know that the design of everything we see dictates uh, and absolutely mandates that there be a designer. Praise God for that. What is the, what is the purpose? What is the purpose of God's goodness? Why, God is merciful, as it says here in Psalm 67, and cause His face to shine. That reminds me of that scripture, where is it? Back in, uh, back in Numbers, when uh, Aaron and, uh, and all of those in, uh, in uh, the priesthood would stand up and uh, would, uh, from Numbers 6, 24, 25, 26, they'd say, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Wow. Wow. That's almost what we read here. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us. 
Selah. The word Selah is, uh, is the anglicized form from a Hebrew word, Selah, which is a huge boulder. When a boulder drops in your pathway, you're on one of those mountain roads, guess what you do? You put on the brake. You stop. And that's what Selah means, stop. Stop and think about it. Stop and think about it for a minute. Stop and think about the fact that God wants to smile on us. God is not looking for ways that He can crush us. God is not some mean, vindictive super being, superpower. He is gracious, kind, merciful, loving. He is righteous, that's true. He is holy, He is just. But He is the one who gave His only begotten Son. He so loved this world that He wants us to be included in His great plan of redemption so that that as individuals and as peoples and as nations, we can once again be brought into line with God and, and have His blessings flow through us. Praise the Lord for that. God is speaking and we must listen. He wants us uh, to understand that when His face is smiling, when His uh, countenance is shining upon us, He's wanting to bless us. He's wanting to give us His very, very best. And He has done that already in terms of Jesus Christ. He wants to do that in terms of your everyday blessings as well. When I was growing up in school, Sunday school, we had a little chorus, God is good to me. God's been good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God's been good to me. How many of you have sung that? Yes, you know what I'm talking about. God is good. That's that's. Not just our assessment saying, boy, he sure is good. It's not our assessment. It is part of who God is. There are 23 attributes at least that are revealed in Scripture. We've been through these. And when God is good, that means that God has a plan, a continuity of planning for you and for me and those around us, which it, when in His perfect will comes to pass, that everybody... Uh, realizes fulfillment, everybody realizes success, everybody here and now and in the future and into eternity is able to experience the very best that God has for us. That's God's plan and God's program. But sin happened, disobedience, willfulness, uh, the fact of, of uh, I'm going to have my way, I'm going to live it my way, I'm going to do everything and decide everything my way. We should desi desire His best, His will, his face to shine upon us, then we know things are going to go right. I want things to go right for my family, for my wife, for our kids, for our grandkids, for those around us, for our church. I want God to be blessing everybody all around me. But you see, if, if I'm the problem, if I'm causing the, the problems, it may be that it's also affecting those around me as well. I need to be right with God because of my relationship with Him, but also because of the effect of my life upon others. Think about that. The Lord's ways are, are to be known on earth, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. People need to know who God is according to the Bible and that that God wants them to personally know Him through Jesus Christ. That's it. That's the highest and greatest blessing of all. Our purpose in missions isn't just to provide that which will take care of the temporal needs of people who are suffering. And they are suffering. You, you travel across uh, the, the desert stretches of North Africa and across the Middle East and you'll find that, that there are people who are dying just for, for water, just for food, just for sustenance. And there are people that don't have a roof over their head worldwide. There are, uh, some of the places I've traveled uh, throughout the Pacific Ring, 
I, I, I've, seen, uh, I've seen people that have lived in, in conditions that are so crowded, I don't know how anybody can exist. And we've tried to, tried to share the gospel with these people. Uh, we were in a restricted country. I won't mention the name of it because I know we're on the air and I've got to be careful about this. A restricted country where they say there is no God. That's the official position. But every place we went through the, the, the backwater area, what you would call the little hovels, the, the little fallen down places that people were living in, over every door there was red paint. Somebody's ancestor knew about the blood on the doorpost and the lintel. They don't understand it, but they've got red painted over their doors in those places where they say there is no God. God doesn't exist. I know there's a God. I know His name. I know who He is. He spoke to me this morning and I spoke to Him. He's real. He's the God of the Bible. And He is doing all kinds of God things all around the world. Last Sunday, I preached in a church in Miami. Praise God for these good people. And they had a, a missions conference. They asked me to come and preach the missions conference. And that was wonderful. And uh, I, I went uh, because it was God's will. And my, my wife told me it was God's will. And I, I prayed and found out that she was right. And up on the wall, they, they had come up with this. Our mission, our vision, our passion. And over here on the wall, they had um, Acts 16, 9 and 10. Come over and help us. So I wrote this. Now, understand, I've written hundreds of songs. But I sat down at their piano, and their Hispanic missions director said, so write a song. They're the words right there. Write a song right there in front of them. And there were about 30, 40 people right there. And they wanted to watch me write a song. So I wrote, our mission, our vision, our passion to reach the people, they cry, come over and please help us while it is day. Our mission, our vision, our passion to reach the people, oh yes, we'll tell them of Jesus. He's the life, the truth, the way. And I think they're still singing. I was singing it in my sleep. In fact, I can't get, get over it. Because I was on the plane, I read a newspaper. I don't ever read a newspaper except when I'm in an airport and I wanted to find out what was going on. And here, I read it. Man, the times, they are a-changing. Saudi, Iran, thaw, potential win, win, win. We've got Saudi Arabia. We've got China in the middle. And we've got Iran. And they've signed agreements. And revelations coming together. My Bible tells me 200 million foot soldiers are going to walk across the Euphrates. They're fixing to do that. They're getting ready. Their object will be to wipe out God's Old Testament covenant people, Israel. I pray that our nation always takes the right stand on Israel. Amen. There, there is a glimpse in this that we've read today of things to come. When God's saving health will touch all nations. When men everywhere will praise the Lord. He's going to bring productivity. The crops will grow if, if they meet God's conditions. What a, what a wonderful opening this is with a prayer. God be merciful to us. We know that everything comes from our good God. We've got to acknowledge Him. One day this world will. Some may grudgingly do so. Some, I mean even the devil, one day 
is going to have to bow the knee and confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Prayer opens the door today for God's supply. God wants to bless you, your family. God wants to meet your needs. God wants to help you to be all that you ought to be and to do all that you ought to do. God didn't, uh, what was it, Ethel Waters, a gospel singer, praise God. She'd stand up in the great citywide crusades and she would, she would sing, His eye is on the sparrow. About that low she'd sing too. She had a low, deep low lady singing voice. Oh, what a wonderful Christian she was. But she used to say, God don't make no junk. God don't make no junk. Try to translate that back there. I don't know if you're going to get that right. God don't make no junk. And I agree with Ethel Waters. God don't make no junk. He sees in you and me, in His eyes, in His thinking, in His heart. He thought we were worth dying for. Think about that. A perfect, sinless God. He's not out to crush us. He looked down and said, I'm going to send Jesus Christ. God the Father sent Jesus. Jesus took our place. He thought I was worth dying for. He thought I was worth His suffering. He thought I, that my immortal soul was worth saving. Because of that, I can't just flippantly say, okay, I'll ask Jesus in my heart. I'll just go my, my own way and do my own thing. I've been bought with a price. I've been paid for. Lock, stock, and barrel from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. God so loved me. He bought me with the blood of Jesus Christ. He purchased me. I ought to be talking to Him all the time and loving, loving Him back for loving me first. Prayer opens the door for God's supply. We need to pray and call upon Him and depend on Him. The only Put this down. The only time God is deaf is when we are mute. When we don't pray, we don't get answers. But when we pray, when we pray in Jesus' name according to His will, when we pray with importunity, when we pray in faith believing, God hears and answers our prayers. Oh, God, save the lost. Oh, God, save this nation. Oh, God, save the nations around us. The only reason He's going to spare us is because there's still some salt. There's still some light. When the salt loses its savor, when the light goes out, when it flickers and goes out. We're finished! All the guns, the ammo, the missiles in the universe won't spare our nation when we stop acknowledging God. We need to come back to God. Today, you need to come back to God. If you've never come to Him first time through Jesus Christ, you need to do that. The Christian life is many comings to God. You come to Him to be saved, and then you come back to, to rededicate, to get things lined up, to get things adjusted, to confess sins, to make it right with God. We need to take His invitation to pray. We've been instructed, we've been admonished to do so. And this is like the Old Testament, uh, I would say, the Lord's Prayer in that, in that respect. I think it is. I don't know who wrote this psalm. Some think it may have been written during the time of the Assyrian threat I don't know. You could just you could pretty much consider them like the Russians today. Or maybe the Chinese. Or maybe some other nation that's rattling sabers and wants uh, to enlarge itself. 
But I tell you, there's something that's going to be enlarged and no nation on earth is going to facilitate it and no army on earth is going to stop it. I'm talking about the enlargement of God's kingdom. You can't stop it. World, you cannot stop Jesus Christ. You cannot stop the work of Jesus Christ. You cannot stop what God is going to do. This psalm declares it right here. Prophecy is, is uh, just like the newspaper, but it's, uh, it's printed in advance, and it's going to happen because God says so, and I believe it with all of my heart. There is absolutely nothing that God has, has uh, left out of His divine plan. Every bit of it is perfect, and it's going to be accomplished as He has stated in the Scripture. I know that. Today, if your life is empty, if your life is not fulfilled, then right now let me encourage you to call on the name of the Lord and be saved. If you've done that already, to allow Jesus Christ to be Lord over every aspect of your life. If you are sensing right now the call of God to tell somebody or tell a world of somebody's about Jesus, you're going to have the opportunity to come forward in just a moment. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to think back as long as you can. As far as you can. Why don't you go back to the very beginning of your earliest memories and then come slowly this direction. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, can you ever remember a time when you prayed and asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you? Can you remember a time when you called on Jesus' name and you knew that He was saving you and uh, getting you uh, fit for heaven by His transformative power? Can you remember ever trusting Jesus Christ for your soul's salvation, so you'd be all right no matter what, day or night, in any circumstance, because He's your Savior and He's your Lord over your life. If you can remember that, how many of you today would say, Preacher, I'm not ashamed that there was a time when I prayed and I asked Jesus to come into my heart and to save my soul. Slip your hand up high so I can see it right now. There was a time. There was a time. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands down. If you can't remember a time, then right now needs to be that time. You need to let this be the day, the hour that you call on Jesus. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you're sincere, if you'd like to have Jesus Christ in your heart and life as your personal Savior and let Him have your life, then right now, pray this prayer silently. Dear God, just pray from your heart. Dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm a sinner. I deserve to pay for my sins. I deserve to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus died to save me. I believe Jesus died to save me. Right now, I receive the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart. Right now, I receive the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart as my personal Savior, as my personal Savior. Please take away my sins. Please take away my sins and take me to heaven when I die. And take me to heaven when I die. In the harvest field now ripened, there's a small and little known 
If God is in it, then he'll not forget his own. Little is much when God is in it. Yeah.